Hi, everyone. Today's episode of Sports Spectrum's Transformed Podcast is presented by our Sports Spectrum magazine. It's the best thing that we do here at Sports Spectrum. You can subscribe today. It makes a great gift, perfect for the kiddos, lots of clean content, faith-driven, Jesus-driven, the intersection of sports and faith. The Sports Spectrum magazine has been going strong since 1985, and we're continuing that trend here in 2023. We hope you'll subscribe and consider becoming a Sports Spectrum magazine member by subscribing today at sportsspectrum.com. You can do that right now at the website, sportsspectrum.com. Now, here's Jade McCarthy and Transform. Well, 15 years ago, he made a catch that will forever live in the minds of football fans everywhere. Uh, It upended the perfect season for the New England Patriots, and it propelled the New York Giants to a victory in Super Bowl 42. It's the number three moment on the NFL 100 greatest. I am, of course, talking about the helmet catch And it is great to have David Tyree here with us on Transformed. All right. I'm going to tell you, full disclosure, I grew up in New England. So I remember this catch like it was yesterday. Uh Um, But yeah, no, uh uh-oh, it's it's all good, right? I mean, (laughs) that's why you play the game, right, David? Absolutely, we play the win. (laughs) (laughs) So my vantage point obviously was like, oh my gosh. But for you... This was a transformative moment in your life and in your football journey and beyond. Like, I wonder what was it like to have that moment and how did it transform you? Yeah, you know, I would say it was as much as it was transformative in relation to career trajectory or how it was perceived. It was almost like that moment of validation for me because I was that special teams guy knowing that I could do more. And um, my third season was actually my all-pro season, but that was also the season I came out of training camp, the number three wide receiver. I, I put myself in position, earned some respect amongst my peers, and it just didn't work out, um, you know, because they had some guys that were a little sexy. They had, you know, they had some high-octane engines. and But I was a competitor, and that's what I prided myself on. And so going through those heat peeps and valleys, that that was a moment of validation for me. Obviously, it was um, – I was in awe, I'll be honest. That's usually what I get asked the most, how did you feel? I was in awe of God. I was in awe of the reality that we just won the Super Bowl, took down this titan of a team. But we obviously believe that, you know, together we had the ability to do so. And for somebody like myself to play that kind of role, it was really overwhelming. Yeah, when you when you go back and you look at the video of that catch, like what goes through your mind? You know, I can't, I can't it's, it's hard. It, it really, because I don't go back and watch it often, I usually, it's usually when someone's interviewing or it, I get it, get it caught, somebody texts me, hey, they play. So for me, when I see it, it's it's actually like another, it's, it's a random wow moment. I, we have seven kids, so I live in real life. Yeah, <laughs> I get yeah. that. I got four. <laughs> I'm living in real life and yeah, they, they keep me humble. Let's just say that much. But no, when I do see it, I'm in awe of God. I'm in awe of the fact that to be a part of NFL history is something I never imagined when I was just looking for an opportunity in the NFL. I, I wasn't on anybody's, like uh, going into my senior year, I wasn't on anybody's draft board. I wasn't in consideration. So I had to fight my way up to special teams, just, you know, have a good pro day. I didn't get invited to the combine. 
So just continue to be a part of the narrative to have to have the you know the consideration not just in the, in the Giants but the NFL and then to have an iconic moment. That's something that I, I just got to give God all the credit for. But grateful that I did my part when my time when my time was called. Yeah, when you think about how God prepared you for that moment, David, what comes to mind? It's this is great love. It's like you know, so often people try so hard to separate God from sports, but it's really not God and sports; it's God and people. Yeah. And I think that that's you know my my authentic testimony is when I say God did it. It's like, well, if you really understood this story, how you know in the beginning of a season, I just hire a new accountant, and the next thing you know, he's like can I share something with you? God's going to make your name great as a wide receiver. And that's in September of 07. It's very hard for me to disconnect my faith and my journey from the reality of how great God is and, and, and how he would desire to use someone like me on the greatest stage in sports in America, right? At least. So it's, it's, yeah, it's just the reality of that. God is interested in people. He's interested in, and, and, and allowing us to be a part of making his name known to the earth. And that's why I treasure it so much. It's very much a memorial. It's obviously given me a voice in many different spaces. And I and I try to do my best to steward it and, and continue to be a service to, to, to God and to people in any way that I can. Yeah, and, and I think one of the things that that strikes us along the way is that, you know, God really wants to do this work through all of us, but he expects discipline from us and commitment from us. Yes in the process right and and he's he's gonna do it he's gonna let his love and his light shine through you but man you gotta listen first and like right. you gotta be ready for that first so like how did you feel like through the years right that was something that he was doing through you and you were willing to lean in and say okay I i'm gonna follow i don't know what's gonna come of this but i'm gonna follow you know that's really a great question um you know I was I wasn't raised in the faith, and so I had a radical transformation my after my after being arrested in the offseason of my rookie year, and I felt like those 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 early years as a, as a as a as a Christian as a new believer I was on fire, and you're figuring things out, and you know and we understand discipline and commitment as an athlete. So there's there's things I just knew that I was I wasn't going to be lackluster in my service to God because I knew what it was to love the game so much and be so committed and make sacrifices and those same principles existed. But what I did come to terms with is, is kind of finding places of contentment in what he desires for me. And I felt like even that season was a place where it was first Timothy six, six, where it says godliness with contentment was great, is great gain. And it was kind of in reference to money, but it spoke to me in reference to how my career was going up to that point, because I was having lots of disappointments in my receiver out, out, outlook and how they may have looked at me Maybe they didn't want me in that spot. And that was the the, the straightening up of my heart, even that, you know what? I am, I'm the highest paid special teams player in the league. I do have a role. You know, I'm going to continue to strive for the best, but I'm going to have to trust God so that I can have a good attitude along the way. And I did feel like that was a major shift for me on the road to discipline, contentment, peace, and trust that whatever he desires for me, is actually what's best. Yeah, and that's humility, right? I mean, yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's it's not easy, you know, as a competitor. And I think I think that's okay. I think part of the journey is is being okay with, you know, um, I I felt like yeah, I think I look at my God, I'm like yeah, God's a winner, you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
and, and he gives us victory, he gives us triumph. It is very difficult to deal with the with the with the suffering aspect and the and and the trials that may may come when when you don't know what purpose they have. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's what I really learned, especially at that stage. And um, honestly, even after the Super Bowl, it was my desire to just take this and level it up. You know, every athlete wants to have that defining moment and go somewhere with it. And that wasn't the story for me. He took me into a season of suffering and disappointment. And it was that Job, you know, though he slayed me, yet will I trust him. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but knowing that he was my reward was really the greatest, you know, greatest takeaway from my pursuit of Christ. Well, and I think the other thing is, is like you have this iconic moment on the greatest stage in sports. And then yeah. you're like, how do I level this up? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. even like when you think about that, you're like, uh, right. I mean, you think you can as a competitor. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that's not even an easy thing to put in front of yourself. <laughs> you know, I think you want to make good on it, right? It's kind of like a mountain, yes. you know, like um, there's been, you have these moments and, you know, maybe a few years down the road is uh, Malcolm, Malcolm Jenkins has a, you know, he's an emerging player. He's a very good DB, obviously, but you have that out of nowhere experience, Victor Cruz out of nowhere, and he gets a chance to build a, a resume on top of this, maybe what seems to be a fluke experience. And, and I think I was just looking to build that consistency. And ultimately I had to wrestle for a year and a half with the injury and the disappointments and not being able to prove that, Hey, I could actually play this position a little bit. And, and that wasn't God's plan for me. You know, like that was like, and I remember coming home from Arizona and this is something I, most people don't know the, the post career side of David, my testimony is I get into a place with God. And of course there was a lots of exciting opportunities and I get in that secret place. I said, God, all I want is more of you. And, and I really, that was a sincere moment that I had with the Lord and not knowing that it was going to kind of, now I can see it in hindsight, he was sending me into that Valley season to actually be acquainted with him in some of the more, you know, more, you know, more deeper places of disappointment and proving me, will I be faithful in the midst of, of the anguish and the suffering and will I still praise him the same way? Will I still honor him the same way? And I can be, you know, it, it wasn't fun in the experience, but I got to actually grow in the knowledge of who God really was in my as my Savior, my Lord. And, you know, taking that platform and doing what he wants to do with my life. Yeah. I feel like so much of our own growth and transformation comes from those seasons of, man, this is hard, right? Like, <laughs> because we because we rely on him then. I, I, or or you turn away but like if you love the lord then like that's where you really rely on him i'm so glad you said it it's true and, and, and you know like i said not having faith or, or the the idea or even the you know the principles of it i i was i was blown away with the reality that there was a real god so it, you know turning away was never in my thoughts but 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 understanding maybe how some others can you know like i i used it, it came it was so real to me i didn't understand how People can like misappropriate the faith and misappropriate Christ. And I, and I guess, I guess in that moment, it began to humanize my own experience in a way where, you know what, this is not victory, Jesus. This is, you know, walk with God for the rest of your life and trust that he's your God in the valley. He's your God in the mountaintop. And ultimately, whatever he desires for you is what's best. So he became real. I had that longing and the desire for the reality of Christ um, in my life, not just personally, but through my life in a way where that consistency and belief and steadfast faith 
would not only transform me, but it would speak to others in a really authentic and transparent way. Mm, David Tyree with us here on Transformed. And I wonder when you when you look at those two seasons, right? Like you look at the mountaintop moment, you look at what followed in the valley and really learning to to love God in both of those seasons, no matter where you are, high or low, you know, in this life. Um, how does that help you now when you have the chance to to talk to young guys and, and talk to other athletes? And because you do, like based upon what you accomplished, you have that opportunity and they're gonna listen to you. So, like, how does all that help and come together for you? Yeah, I feel like I was uniquely fashioned to to be in position to identify with most people. You know, I've I've made really bad decisions as a young player coming into the league, the arrest, marijuana possession, et cetera. I've been to the highest of highs. I've been an all-pro Super Bowl champion with an iconic moment. Then I, then I have the you know what the perception of failure and 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 kind of falling out. Is this a are you a one-hit wonder? And you have to internalize that and deal with that. You know, I remember there was a New York Post, and we know where that goes is from hero to zero, right? Yeah. You get these, <laughs> and, and and I had to be honest. There were I had to grow because athletes we have this construct of just moving on, moving on. And I felt like there was a time where God was trying to help me to narrow in on some of the pain that was associated with some of those, you know, those arrows that come from, from around. And it was, it was the the growth process. So yeah, I was able to uniquely identify, even when Odell has his moment, I'm back in the Giants front office doing player development and I'm trying to slow these guys down so that they could actually, you know, digest what's actually happening, recognize maybe some pitfalls, how to, how to maximize this experience, not just as a, as an athlete in the business, but as a as a person, who do you want this thing to be? Where do you want to go with this? So yeah, I was uniquely fashioned in my own story to be able to identify with a lot of different um, people, classes, and, and and it served me well in some ways. And athletes are a tough crowd to reach, but it's also really impactful when you get a chance to get their ear and in it just with the hope that maybe a few of them could take some of those lessons, those experiences, and move forward with some uh, some tact. Do you feel like that's part of what God has as your story, like being able to reach others in that way, David? Oh, certainly. You know, I, you know that, and, and it's others. You know, I I have this burning desire. For me, it was really all about Christ. And I've done, you know, I've done nonprofits. I used to have a nonprofit called Next in Line, and but for me, it was about how can I connect people to the Christ. You know, it was about how can I become a disciple. It was about the meat of faith and um it was very difficult because you meet all different people and all different desires of the faith and different pathways and i had this very single eye so it almost appears like you know like I, i'm i'm it's, it appears like i'm trying to be like a navy seal but not really i really just want normal christianity like, like <laughs> I, I you know i'm 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 not ashamed to say i want to cast out devils i want to lay hands on the sick i want to see miracles so I kind of had to navigate different spots and passions as a Christian because I actually wanted to live the full measure of the life where so much of the faith is kind of wrapped around some of the exterior, which is really meaningful. I realized there's so much meaningful aspects of God's love that is demonstrated. And I was always looking for the deep dive. I was trying to, you know, when I, even as a former functioning alcoholic, I used to drink my alcohol straight. And that was kind of how I wanted my Jesus. I was like, I just, <laughs> I just want to get there. So for me, I knew that there was there was this calling, this this this, and, and I've been able to realize that uh, over the last ten years in my post career, I've 
led souls to Christ. I've discipled men. I disciple, I still do. I've I've married. I've married a couple. Of, Jason Bromley is former giant. I got a chance to marry him and his wife. Um, you know, like so I'm actively engaged in, in my faith. And I think the most part about it is, is I want to be a good son to God. I want to be a disciple. I want to get to the end and knowing that I've given God my best. And um, I don't, you know, I'm not necessarily packaged and I don't have like this, you know, this ministry package, but I feel like the life of a disciple is about being consistent in every area of your life. Mm, and, um, yeah. you know, so I buy in not to necessarily ministry titles, I buy into Jesus and that being lived out in the most authentic way. Yeah. Those are powerful words though, being consistent in, in all different areas of your life. And I think that that as, you know, if, when our hope is to stand before God and and have him say, well done, good and faithful servant. Like that's, that's like part of that. That's what you're aiming to do um, is, you know, to hear those, to hear those words, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> it's, it's my life's mission. I think the way that I could always envision it, whether it happens this way or not is I just don't want to get, you know, like I'm, I'm, I know that my, my faith is not on my merit. My salvation is not on my merit, but there's this interesting story with Jacob and 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 uh Rachel and you know, Jacob works for Rachel, he gets Leah, got, but at the same time, Laban gives gives him Rachel. So, but he has to work another seven years. And that's the way I really see the faith is that you know, God gives us what we what you know, the the, the very thing that we desire, peace and purpose in him, but he puts us to work. And I think that's our that's our that's our eternal purpose is to remain in service to God because he's given us something that we truly didn't earn in our own merit. And that's what I envision myself getting to that finish line being received, but I'm, I'm going to drop at the finish line. I don't want there to be anything yeah. left in me. I'm going to exhaust everything. So that's my, my, my heart, my heart aroma before God. Mm, I love that. I love that, David. Um, let's touch a little bit on football just sure. as we kind of, you know, love it's, it's 15 years, right? The Super Bowl's back in Glendale. Uh, the Giants, of course, um, come up short. The crash landing, says uh, Brian Dayball, of course, in his first his first season. But when you look at this season as a whole, um, a lot of bright spots for Amazing. the Giants. Amazing. It was it was something special to behold. Like I said, I was in the front office from 2014 to 2020 with the Giants, doing player player engagement, player development on the field, off the field. So it was really gratifying to finally see the the, the the organization. I know they're committed to success and winning. And it was, you know, tough to be there in those extremely lean years where, in, where the leadership wasn't great um, on favor. There's a lot of reasons for that, you know. And so to see them get the right people between Joe Shane and Brian Dable. And I, that's I'm a belief that these are professionals. And when, you know, when when you have men who can galvanize around the right, the right core beliefs, then magical things can obviously happen. And, and I think that's this was not a, a, a talent-rich roster. This was a group of guys who were talented enough to play football in this league and galvanize around the right things. And they and they had one of the most historic turnarounds that I think I've seen in my 20 years since I entered the league in 2003. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, there is no question as to why Dable is one of the top contenders for Coach of the Year, given what, what he accomplished with that roster this season. I, I think it's... <laughs> I've never seen a, a receiver core that that you know, and they they did some good, decent things down the stretch, but I've never seen a top four receivers out from the start of the season, and and you're still you're working with an entire new group of guys. It was amazing with what they accomplished, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley in that offense. 
Yeah. Yeah. The, the offense runs through the two of them. There's no question about that. <laughs> um, well, the giants won't be there, but of course the super bowl back in Glendale this year, and you will be there. Uh, and, and part of what you're trying to do is reach some, some young kids who, who love ball um, and, and want sports to be a part of their future, whether that means playing ball or maybe in other ways, tell me a little bit about this catch camp that you're getting off the ground. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's long overdue. It's, it's really a metaphor of my journey through the game, you know, and, and I think most people have this experience of being inspired and motivated through sports. So we're going to feed the dream. We're going to paint the reality. And so in the morning, we're going to we're going to attack the game of football. Our, our goal and focus is to focus on the funda- foundational aspects of the game, but we'll also have some competition and fun there. And then in the afternoon, we get into leadership development, which we know we get the EQ and the soft skills from sports raises some of the best talent leaders in the marketplace. And we're going to introduce them to career leaders in sports. There's so many different intersections of sports and business at this day and age. It's reached this maturity. And we want to expose kids younger so that their identity is, is, is not just shaped by one aspect of, the, uh, of, of their engagement with the game. Mm, I love it. Great stuff. Thank you for sharing so much on your heart, David. We really appreciate it. We're excited for the future. Thank you all for, allow, for allowing me to be a part. David Tyree with us here on Transformed. What a story and just what a conversation to share with with David Tyree, right? And I just loved how he talked so much about, you know, the season of the mountain and then the season of the valley and how he has grown and learned and loved God through all of it. Um, I just think that's so powerful. Like what a testimony for us all to to hear and and to remember as we are writing our own stories and living out our own journeys and and hopefully doing it with that consistency that he talked about and our love for the Lord and our desire to please him. Um, he mentioned this verse. I think it's worth repeating. It comes from first Timothy six uh verses six and seven uh but godliness with contentment is great gain for we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it Uh, you can learn more about david's story uh, and all that he is up to his website is david tyree85.com and uh, of course you can find out much more from our sports spectrum content on our website sportspectrum.com if you don't get the magazine i really encourage you go to the site sign up get it it's so great it's like my favorite thing that i get every couple months in the mailbox so i would encourage you to do the same thanks so much for listening and being with us here on transformed until next time live with love and intention i'm jay mccarthy